Well, bless the name of Jesus. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. You thought I was to die for. You thought I was to die for. Oh, you sacrificed your so I could be free. Come on, bless his name. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. We bless his name. Father, we honor you. Have your way today speaking this on this wonderful cyber sanctuary in this place even where we are and moved by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, bless God. We are gathered again. I'm so excited. Uh, want to just thank God for each one of you joining us online this morning and all the various platforms that we are on today. We love you and we thank God for you. It's a beautiful day to come and worship the Lord. So I pray you have your Bibles out. I pray you've been joining in with the singing and with the praying and all that we've been doing here. This is still an interactive, this is still a time of fellowship. And I pray you've been a part of the fellowshipping. And not just simply watching as you were watching something on Netflix. Instead, worshiping from your house. So when the prayer is being prayed, you are entering in. And you're at the end, you're able to say, amen. I seal and sign myself and co-sign onto that prayer for the move of God to take place. And so we honor God and we honor you. Amen. Lord, just have your way in this place and in us. I want to pick up again. I've been talking with you over the last few weeks on Sundays. We've been dealing with this temptation of fear. I'll pause from this next Sunday as it is Pentecost Sunday. But I want to pick it up again. We've been working through it and thinking about it afresh. The temptation of fear. This is part six. And I've been looking at this since the pandemic started. I was thinking through... Uh, uh, a word of the hermeneutic that would allow me to shape and talk through, through scripture about the times in which we live in and about the place and position of God in the midst of trial. And so we come today to verse 5, and I want to take the A portion of verse 5. I'll deal with the B portion in two weeks. Uh, but let me take the A portion here. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Ah, oh, bless you, God. You know, the truth of the matter is all of us 
have had that temptation to fear. We've had the temptation to, to be worried. And um, particularly in, there are certain communities in this nation that have been, uh, been grossly affected by this virus. And, um, and because of that, it, it's a worrisome time. Our seniors have been affected. Um, I, I, I was able to do just a graveside service yesterday for one of our beloved members, Sister Betty Beard, who went home to be with the Lord from the coronavirus. And I, we were able, some of the leaders, we were able to stand with a few members of her family to say farewell. There, there is inherent, and Brother Bob, or Robert Beard, is sick now, has just been diagnosed with the coronavirus, and we are holding him and undergirding him in prayer. It's, it's a time now where the temptation is to fear. It is to be unnerved by what's going on. And fear is one of those emotions that that come up and uh, they're just a part of the overall situation. And it, it's one of the things that we have to deal with. We have to get under control. We have to handle and recognize that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And that the spirit of God is with us. And David says this, this really interesting thing. He says here, he says, you prepare a table before me. The word prepare gets my mind because it means something has been done prior to my arrival, which suggests that the shepherd must function with foresight and foreknowledge in order for the sheep to reach their fulfillment within nature. The shepherd must function with foresight and foreknowledge in order for the sheep to, to reach their fulfillment within nature. They, they can't get there without the shepherd acting before or in advance of their arrival, in advance of the place where they're going to rest. They can't get there without an advance move happening for them. I love this wonderful illustration. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And, and the illustration remarks, that's hope. Uh, that, that's what real hope is. Hope is knowing that I may not get rid of my enemies, but in the presence of them, I'm yet satisfied. I may not be able to get rid of them. They may be still around, but in their presence, I am satisfied. I, I am, in other words, I am okay despite what enemies may be around. And, and, and don't fool yourself. Uh, we all have some in many varying ways there. We all have some out close, closer to the end, talking about our enemies and what they may be. But you know, the sheep have no reason to fear because a good shepherd does some things. The good shepherd does the following. The first, the first thing the good shepherd does is the good shepherd plans for the situation. Good shepherd plans for the situation, plans, recognizing when things are running low or running out. He plans for the situation. We, we've been in this field long enough. It's getting low. Let me go get another field ready 
We're, we're, we're too numerous in this field. I, I, this picture illustration kind of gives you an idea of an Australian out back there with sheep in it. There, 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 is, there might be a little too many of us here. Let, let me prepare another place where you can continue in your existence. I, I, I need to tell you something. That, that kind of plans for the situation is the kind of God we serve. Uh, Jeremiah puts it this way in talking to the, the wickedness and the destruction that was uh, put upon Israel. God says to them, I'm getting ready to change things around. I'm getting ready to bless you. I'm getting ready to work it out. I know you've been through a lot. And uh, so the prophetic word comes in. He says, you need to recognize, I know the thoughts. You, you may not know them. Jeremiah 29 and 11, I... I know the thoughts. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. I know the thoughts. And God, God's been thinking about you. God's been thinking about you. God, God is caring about you, and he's making plans. I, somebody, you looking at your, your income, and you're saying, my, my income doesn't meet the outflow. You, you're looking and you're saying this, this, this uh, set aside I have is running low and running out. I've, I've tapped into my savings now. I, I've tapped into a credit card here or a credit card there. And God said, I, I understand. I've already made plans and provisions before you get there. I'm working it out. I'm working it out. I know you don't know what I'm doing, but, but I am working it out. I, I'm, already, I'm already there. Uh, you see, what God does is God prepares the setting. He prepares the setting. He prepares the setting. I, I have up there table land. I, I, he prepares the setting. He prepares the setting. Let me, I, I want to just digress for a moment. I had an epiphany yesterday. I was riding back from the funeral. I got an epiphany. I thought about this word table land, and it dropped in my spirit because he says, uh, God provides a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And if you look up the Hebrew there, it is table. It is, it is that David has looked at a table there. But one of the things related to the sheep that the shepherd would do is he would take the sheep and try to get them to a table land. And a table land in Spanish is a mesa. Uh, another language, it's a plateau. Y'all missed it. It's higher ground. And, and, and what did he hit? See, an elevated place that was flat. It would be on a mountain and even on the side of a mountain. And God would take the, the shepherd would lead them up to a, what is called a tableland in geography. And on the tableland, they could eat on the tableland and be taken care of. God has a way. <laughs> of taking you to higher ground, to a plateau, to a place to make sure that you're taken care of. He prepares table land. I had to stop yesterday. I couldn't, I couldn't make it down to yesterday because I had to pause for a minute because the table land caught my mind because there's higher ground. The, 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 the songwriter said, Lord, lift me up and let me stand. By faith on heaven's table land. 
that he, he was talking about the geographical place, a higher place that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher. Oh, I can shout right there. Higher ground. I wish y'all in church to run with me right there. Uh, you, somebody ought to take a walk <laughs> around your living room. He's preparing the table land. He, he's getting the table land ready. The, the table land ready. The table land. I'm not going down. I'm going up to higher ground. I, I, um, ooh, I, I feel something right there. I feel, oh, I, I, you, Gloria, you need a mic right now. Oh! Yeah, I just, I, I just, here it is. The, the, the shepherd goes ahead and prepares things. Uh, what are you, what are you preparing? Well, there may be some poisonous weeds there. There may be things there that will ruin you. And, and so, so the shepherd removes poisonous weed and any things within reason that could ruin the sheep. And this, this may require, on the part of human sheep, I got to get this out. It may require some patience on your part. Because prepares a table recognizes that some things take time. Wait a minute. Let me let me let me back up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put a pin up in it. Let me put it this way. Maybe you're not waiting because of something you did, rather because of something he's doing. Oh, I know. Somebody ought to be ready to shout right there. Somebody ought to be able to. You you ought to be ready to shout. It may be that he's up to something. That ain't finished yet, but when he gets it ready, you can move to the new table land, to the new higher ground that he's prepared. It might be something that he's working on. Yeah, I know you want to leave that job, but the new job might not be ready yet. I know you may want to change that situation, but the new situation may not be ready yet. I know you want to leave that house, but the new house not ready yet. I know you wanted to get a mortgage last year, but God knew the interest rate we're going to be lower this year because God was preparing something. Oh, man. Sometimes God is doing something. Maybe God's trying to do something. I, I, I know we, we say God is preparing you for this and God is preparing you for that, but sometimes God's preparing it for you. Oh, God is preparing my blessing. You ought, you ought to tell somebody online, just, just, just tell them, wait on it, wait on it, wait on it. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell somebody, wait on it. So, somebody post it. Others, y'all ought to, ought to tap in and like it and say, wait on it. Yeah, it, it takes a while. I, I, um, let, me, let me see. I... Uh, uh, he, he go, I, I work with this here. Here's something that's special to me because if you look at this, if you look at this and juxtapose John chapter 10, in John 10, the shepherd is there. It, it, it's not clear. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
in John 10, the shepherd is there. And the shepherd in John 10 keeps on explaining something to us of what a good shepherd will do. Watch this now. And I don't have time to really unfold all of this, so let me just wrap some stuff up. Go back and read John 10 this week. Well, watch this. In John 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And when Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, by the time you look through John 10, Jesus, by verse 7, he tells him, look here, I am the door for the sheep. Yeah. And, and then by the time you get to verse 9, he says, he says, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go out and find pasture. But verse 10 is the shout. Watch this. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Y'all ought to go on that. The goal of the shepherd is to give you abundant life. Now, now before, you, before you lose this point, the only way the good shepherd could give you abundant life was to prepare the table before you. And the only way to prepare the table before you was that he had to go and drink of the cup ahead of you. And the only way to do that was to go through Calvary on your behalf. And after that, he was able to be lifted up to a higher plane so that he could be there seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you. So that now he says, hitherto of you ask nothing in my name, but now ask in my name. I, 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 let me, let me, let me see if I can work on this. I, 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 I hope this mic is coming across all right. I, I feel like preaching, and I, I'm just barely hearing. I'm just, I feel, I feel a preach in my soul. I, I feel a preach in my, in my soul. I do, I do. I, here you go. Um, he's the good shepherd. I, but then, then you know, he, he provides sustenance for us. He provides sustenance for us. I. I, I, I could hang around here. The good, the good shepherd goes ahead, clears out the weeds, and then he adds some salt and minerals and spreads it around in strategic parts so that the sheep could benefit from taking in. Y'all missed it? Went over your head. Every now and then, what God is trying to do is to bless you in a way you're not expecting. So he puts it out before you in order for you to partake in it so that you can receive what he has for you because he's trying to provide the sustenance for you. <sighs> okay, last one. I'm going home. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I, I know we, don't, we only have a few minutes online, so let me see if I can get this last point out. But not only does he provide sustenance, but he provides protection for salvation. I'll leave this right here. Protection for salvation. Protection for salvation. What do you mean, Pastor? Thank you. He provides protection in awkward situations. Let me, let me go here. Lord, you prepare a table in the presence of my enemies? That's kind of awkward. I, I don't like eating around everybody anyway. But in the presence of my enemies, I thought this was cute. Look at this cat uh, walking. Yeah, thou prepares a table before me. 
a whole line of German shepherds and one cat in the presence of my enemies. You, you, you do it, y'all, y'all, excuse me. But now let me put reverse it. Let me put the cat here. Put the cat up for me now. I, I watched the mouse eat my food and did nothing. That's what the cat said. The mouse said, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. <laughs> Listen, I, I got to go. I got to go. I, God, God has a way. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I really am. I'm almost done. I, I've, I've gotten too excited. I wasn't supposed to get excited. I'm trying to be, trying to, trying to be calm here. Listen, here it is. Three kinds of enemies. He said, I prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Three kinds of enemies. First one is demonic. The second one is human. And the third one is the self. Demonic, human, and the self. Watch this. And I'm almost done. This is the end of the sermon. Demonic, human, and the self. The demonic is, Reverend Hall would love this one, Elder Hall, Ephesians 6 and 12. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's Elder Hall's book right there. Uh, but, uh, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So you are always in battle and in conflict with the adversary. Come on here. I'm preaching already. That's Ephesians 6 and 12. For those of you writing notes, Ephesians 6 and 12 says that I'm in battle with the imps of hell that are always trying to mess with me. So I've got demonic battles, but then I've got some human enemies. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got enemies, enemies. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. There's some, there's some humans that, that don't like me. I got folk don't like me and they don't even know me. I, I've heard folk talk about me, never met me. They, they, they say stuff about me. I, I have no clue where they got it from. But, but, but there are people that, that will despise you just because you're you. There's somebody that's mad that God woke you up this morning. And, God, and don't fool around and let them see you ride by them. They, they're mad because you're, you're still moving. There's somebody that's mad just because you say you love the Lord. There's somebody that's mad because you wouldn't be with them. There's somebody mad because you said that they weren't good for your life and you moved on without them. Somebody's mad because you, oh, you don't get this thing. Somebody's mad because you're too, too nice, too kind, too goody, two shoes. They, they mad because you're talking about you want to live holy now. We weren't living holy before. Why are we going to live holy now? There's some people around you, but, I, but I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving with this. I've, I've got to close this thing out. He said, they prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. But, but I got to realize I got, a, got another enemy, and, and, and that enemy is in a me. And the enemy is in myself, in myself, that is, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Sometimes the enemy is in my mind. Sometimes my adversary is inside of me. Sometimes my adversary is my attitude. Sometimes my adversary is my angst about life, my worry and my anxiety over the lack, my worry and anxiety over the lack that I'm not enough, my worry and anxiety over the lack that I'm not enough and don't have enough to make it, my worry and anxiety. And as a human being, I, I sometimes get upset about life life but God said I'm taking you and everything about you 
and I'm bringing all that to the table. I'm just glad he doesn't put me out because I got some issues or because my issues got issues. I'm glad he doesn't give up on me because everything is not perfect in me. He said, look, I'm going to bless you and prepare a table before you in the presence of my enemies. Now, now I'm going to my seat with this one. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Doc C.L. Stolwin made me mad with this last point. I can't stand that joker. My good friend, I love him like a brother. He's my brother from another mother. He's my fraternity brother. Five Beta Sigma, Blue Five, we all day, all night. Come on. But he said something got me upset. He made me mad. Because he said there's one more part of this text for a New Testament person. And I'm rephrasing now. This is not how he put it, but this is how I'm going to put it. He said there's one more part of this text for a New Testament person that the sheep that are non-sentient don't have to worry about. Uh, I'm rephrasing now. Because the sheep are non-sentient. They don't have consciousness. They don't think. They don't understand. Because they don't have consciousness, they don't have to worry about this. But because you and I do, we've got some obligations sheep don't have. Sheep just get to eat, but we don't just get to eat. Because, see, what I like this text, because in the old days when I preached this text, what I would preach this text is that I get to eat in front of all those people that talked about me. And I get to let them watch me. And in some kind of way, y'all excuse me, I'm being real. I get to, I get to eat and say, nah, 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 nah. I, 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 I used to get excited because I could say, how you like me now? You, you talked about me before. You couldn't kill me when you talked about me. You tried to set a trap for me, and you couldn't make me fall. And I wanted to say, nah, 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 nah. Oh, that, that's it, that's it, Minister Lamar. That, yeah, I wanted to say, you, you can't touch this. I wanted to pull an MC hammer and slide to the side and get my big balloon baggy pants and let them fly up in the air and say, can't touch this, And that doggone Star Wars messed me up because he reminded me of something that I didn't want to remember. He reminded me that Romans 12 said, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. I can't just go around teasing my enemies and making my enemies feel bad because they were enemies to me. What I need to do is I need to do my part and if they don't come around, God said it heaps coals of fire on their head. In other words, I don't get to act in any other character than that of the character of divine love. I have to always live out my faith commitment even if they're not living in a way in which it would deemed worthy of my love and my commitment because God has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies and I'm not going to let anybody go hungry in my presence. I don't care who they are because I've been touched by divine love. Okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope y'all got this. Watch this. I'm done with this. Here it is. He says, I prepare a table before you in the presence 
of your enemies. In other words, I will bless you and I don't care who knows it or who sees it. And the reason he does that is because of one last word. He says, because you're mine. Because you're mine. I take care of you. Be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, God will take care of you. And he'll prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Fear not. God is with you. Amen. Come on and praise him.